Welcome to the session. There was once an individual who said, there's peer pressure, but there's also peer priority. Gee, where have I heard that before? (laughs) Where faith and life connect. I think I just heard a whole bunch of people yell amen. (laughs) Yeah, hallelujah. I hope so. A time to explore issues facing the family today. Marriage is about what can I look at inside of me and take care of in me to offer to my spouse a better me. And where it's okay to laugh a little. It is so good to hear you say that. To hear someone else preach that message. It is. Well, again, for years I've heard you preach it. (laughs) It's finally soaking in. (laughs) Yes, the celebration of success. Welcome to the session on Rise FM. Welcome into the session here on the podcast network at risefmohio.com and on Rise FM. Thank you for joining us for this time as we talk about uh, the connection between faith and family here on the session. I'm Scott here with Tom from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. You know what? End of October, there's a lot going on. That's right. You know, yeah. in my family, there's been three birthdays this month. We're getting ready for a vacation in early November, and now here we are at Halloween. There's trunk right. treats all over the place. So today we're going to talk about a Christian response to Halloween because this is as varied, yeah, almost as celebrations of Christmas, right? In a lot uh-huh. of ways, and you know, what do we do with with this as Christians? So we're going to talk about that today in just a couple of minutes. But first, I want to. This just kind of popped up in my in my prep that I do for my show Beyond Belief, and I thought we ought to talk about this briefly at the start of the, of the program today, Tom. The article is from ChristianPost.com, so if you want more details, you can go check it there, and I'll try to remember to post this in the show doc so you can see the link. The headline is, Christianity's decline likely due to collapse of marriage fatherhood, to it, which yeah. I just look at it and go, well, duh. <laughs> But anyway, Imagine here, that. yeah, it, it basically summarizes it this way. Churches must work to restore healthy marriages and fatherhood to combat a growing decline in Christianity, according to a survey released by a faith-based group. J.P. DeGantz is the founder and president of Communio, a nonprofit that equips churches to strengthen the marriage and relationship health of its members. The study's results suggest that the decline in resident fatherhood and the collapse of marriage are likely explanations for the increase in religious non-affiliation throughout the United States. Overall, the survey found that 80% of church attendees grew up in a home where their mother and father stayed married, a trend that remained true regardless of age. In addition, 87% of all 25 to 29-year-old never married men in church had parents who remained married yes so i okay do some interpretation there for me tom other than my my well duh well yeah (laughs) yeah and and so to me i want to say scott what has caused that what has caused the decline in fatherhood and what has caused decline in marriage with the breakdown of the family we've heard over time but here jp DeGans has put statistics behind it that are startling. If, in fact, the church broke down or the family broke down, because how many single-parent families are out there? Okay, so what happened to dad? The whole idea of where was their role model, where was their understanding, as he brings out in some of the the research, he talked about the 25 to 29-year-olds stayed in church 
they, because they had a model, an example of what their parents did. See, that's telling me immediately that the role, the leadership role of the father in getting the family to come to go to church right. is critical. Yeah. And I, it, it is funny, though, is it's my mom that drove us uh-huh. going to church. Right. And I'm sure my dad was like, well, okay, if that's what you want for the kids, that's fine. Right. But, Dad, don't neglect your role. It is your biblical God-given role. Right. There are people out there, guys out there, that would say to their girlfriend, oh, you're pregnant? That's your problem. Right. Really? You have no more responsibility the fact that you have produced a child that's going to be born? Yeah, you were there at the time. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And, and, And so the breakdown of the family also relates to the breakdown in what is being taught and what is the common perception uh, in society of what should be happening. When you think about they've gotten away from the standard, the guiding light, the scriptures of what we're supposed to do, it's like that's no big deal. And I, and I think about the mom here, and I know we need to move on to our topic today, but we could almost do an entire episode of this mm-hmm. probably. Get you up on your soapbox because I oh, know yeah. you're pretty strong on fatherhood. Absolutely, and our responsibility. But I, you know, I look at these single fam, single parent homes, and I see these single parents going, "Okay, so this is what God wanted for me, right? I'm raising these two kids by myself. Okay, God, let's no, we're not doing that. Or yeah. it's the I've got to work all weekend to keep these keep food on the table. I don't have time for church, right? Well, in today's day and age of technology, the opportunity to at least tune in to a, a service online. Most churches are now able to do that. Right. That probably is one positive outcome potentially from the pandemic is they saw that. Yeah, they, you, can, you can now watch services at your leisure when right. it works for you online as opposed to, well, we got up late so we can't go. Well, no, right. you can now sit in the living room and watch it online. I also want to say that where we stand is not necessarily that that's all you do. It's important when you can't go in person that you do that. Right. Because there's so many important things like you can't serve from your living room couch. You can't support people and care about them when you're sitting on your living room couch. Right. And then there's the passage in the he- in Hebrews that encourages us to meet together. Yeah. And to and to do that. So, yeah, just we, that's just something I wanted to kind of bring out today. I know it's something we could go into great detail on right. maybe uh, a little bit later on in a different show. But I just saw that recently and I know, you know, maybe some of you as you listen today, you know, may have already seen that article in Chris on Christian Post, but I thought it was worth a a comment yeah. for us. So today the, the main topic today is a Christian response to halloween right and let's just totally strip your gears now (laughs) to fatherhood to halloween oh here we go yeah all right but before we dive into it tom let's dive into book of proverbs yes and verses 25 to 27 scott let your eyes look straight ahead fix your gaze directly before you give careful thought to the paths of your feet and be steadfast in all your ways do not turn to the right or left. Keep your foot from evil. There is a guiding path out there. 
there is a light. And we need to keep our focus on that no matter what the season is. Yes, right. You know, and where did I see? I saw a Facebook post. There was a store, a national chain. They had their Halloween stuff on one end cap, Christmas stuff on the other. <laughs> like, and it's yeah. not even October 1st. And I remember right. I remember seeing a post from a friend of mine. It's not even October. What are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> well, and lost in the shuffle there. Thanksgiving. Yes. Yeah. And then you haven't even covered the other big topic. The Ohio State Michigan game. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Somehow I thought that was going to relate to football. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. We're not. We're not going to go Browns Bengals. I'm not going to go there. All <laughs> right. So we're going to talk about something here briefly from uh, Halloween: the meaning, history, and Christian response by Jessica Wollstenholme. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. You say yeah. that three times fast. Right. Um, so, okay, so first of all, Tom, some historical holidays that contributed to or maybe they're associated with our understanding of Halloween. Yeah. So Halloween's origin can be found in the ancient Celtic festival, Sahin. That's where its origins came. Well, the Celtic folks, Scott, they, they did all kinds of strange things. Like they believed that... On, on Halloween this day, you could call back loved ones who have been had passed away, and strange things like that. That there were celebrations and things that were very questionable and very not uh, what God had designed. I know there are some South American countries where this fest, this time of what they call festival you actually would take treats and foods and presents and put them on the graves of those who had gone before, assuming that on this particular day they'd come up and be hungry and need a snack. Oh, yeah. And believe it or not, there are people who actually set the table for that loved one to come back. To come back. Now, that's not saying, you you know, setting a spot to remember somebody. Right. No. But not for an expectation that they're going to come walking in the door and say, hi, here for the day. Yeah, right. Oh. <laughs> God's word does not support that. Not in any way. Okay, so there, there is another one that we probably know a little bit more, especially if you've been in New Orleans or yeah. New Orleans. Uh, <laughs> you all know. <laughs> known as All Saints Day. Yeah, and, and so also known as All Souls was mainly to honor the saints and pray for the lives of the recently departed who have not reached heaven yet. Some of the Halloween traditions can be seen in the festival surrounding All Saints Day. There were traditions of ringing bells for the souls in, in purgatory and for poor people. Really? So that's kind of a, a historical look, Scott, mm-hmm. at, at what we're, we're talking about. And that's where it begins to be upsetting and uncomfortable for christians that's the history of it a very watered down reader's digest kind of version so let's turn now and spend the rest of our time talking about as christians there are many ways that we respond to this right the first one is and we struggled with this with with our daughter when she was younger right aaron because of that struggled with what to do with allison you just do you just outright reject halloween Right. And a lot of a lot of Christians do. Right. Is that you know, the Bible tells us to stay away from all, things of evil. Right. Appearances of all appearances of it. 
And if you see Halloween as evil as a pagan holiday, right? Okay, you're uh, that interpretation of it. You can make that argument, right? So that's that's one response. There are those who who consider Halloween to be a a day of uh, Satan worship. Yeah. So it's like, okay, we need to stay away from that, and I would agree with that completely. Yeah. You know, we want to stay away from that 365 days a year, not just on Halloween. True. And even when they are doing the celebration or or they're having Halloween, some of the the costumes and some of the things displayed in the yard was unbelievable in terms of evil to look at. it. That's like the go-to design or of a costume is it's got to be some form of evil really i drove by a house yesterday scott that had probably a 12 foot skeleton oh yeah in the front yard yeah the bigger the blow up the better now yeah well this wasn't even a blow up these were actual bones oh yeah they found I mean, you dug up a giant did you we have to wonder yeah I, you know i wanted to do a double take but i thought i probably shouldn't hit the car coming you know yeah, that's at probably me. a good idea yeah good idea yeah so, so you you can look at it that way um now there's the other response that we see that you know i have gone to representing rise fm to many trunk or treats or harvest parties or yeah. fall festivals the churches do is try to present pre- present a uh, an alternative right to Halloween itself, or to at least make the trick-or-treating process uh, safer, uh-huh. where you can control uh, who brings in the, the candy or the treats. And anymore, that's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, because the people will do strange things to food. Just- I, there, you know, the town I that I we live in now, you can actually take your candy there, and the police department will scan it and check it Wow, for anything. That's good. And the town I grew up in in Michigan, I think they did that too when we got a little bit older and that started becoming an issue. Right. Uh-huh. And, you know, so yeah, that maybe check with that where you are or go to a trunk or treat at a church. You won't have to worry about it. Oh, that, yeah. Good point. You know? Yeah. I always like to pass it out when they come because I give one to them and one to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, I, you know, everybody comes up and says trick or treat. Yeah. And I had, I remember when I was a kid, we walked around and we went to the house and said, trick or treat. And he said, trick, get in here. <laughs> and all of us had to do something. Oh. Uh-huh. And then he gave us a treat and off we went. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, weird. I would not allow that right. today. There's no, no way. That, that, would, that would float it no, all. No, that was the, the late 60s. So, oh, you right. know, um, no. Sometimes I would say to the little guys when they would come up. I said, I'll tell you what, I'll trade you. I'm holding the cane in here. I'll trade you. You give me one for this, and I'll give you this. <laughs> <laughs> and they look at me like kind of strange, like, where'd you come from? <laughs> That's not how this works, old man. <laughs> now, Uh-oh. there's something else that I, I read here in this article, and what we're talking about here is a, uh, a Christian response to Halloween. It's an article from Jessica Wollenstone, and some choose to celebrate Reformation Day instead because they wanted to totally reject the pagan origins of uh, of Halloween. And I thought th- I'd never thought of it that way. Uh-huh. Right. Well, and, and I think this is good, Scott. So some choose to celebrate Reformation Day instead of because they believe Halloween must be rejected as a pagan holiday. 
So, but let's put something in, in there in its place that glorifies our God. And so there's some who want to say that like All Saints Day was a good good thing, or they, they think that they have a different understanding of the history of Halloween, so they think it's, it's okay. But here we are again with divided th- thinking about it. But here, when we look at let's let's do something positive, let's do something that is is beneficial. Well, without question, the Christian alternatives I think are good, and and a chance to maybe teach a little church history along the way. Yeah, not a bad thing. Right. Yeah, not a bad <clears throat> thing at all. All right. So let's look at this from an evangelistic perspective. Because that's kind of the purpose of these trunk or treats, too, is that you get the kids from the neighborhood onto your church property, and they can see that, you know, these Christians are just like we are, except that they have this thing called, this person called Jesus. Right. You know, how does this all work? True. So, you know, there are opportunities here, and if you have the spiritual gift of hospitality, right, this ought to be in your wheelhouse. Definitely. And I think that's what's really good, too. So whether it's at church or it's in your neighborhood. There's a brilliant opportunity to begin to uh, be hospitable to your neighbors and to get to know them, and you know maybe try to open the door to a having relationship with them. And that's really a good thing. Yeah, the, I know in our neighborhood we're in a very closed-in neighborhood. There's only two ways in, two ways out, and you know you real we really know who's coming and who's going we know the neighborhood kids right for the most part so it's easy to know you know when our our kids quote unquote are coming through yeah it gives you a chance you know you can be creative here have a have some hot apple cider out for mom and dad as they come by with the kids that's a great idea a cup of coffee some of them might appreciate depending on the weather yeah exactly (laughs) yeah and you're right yeah and so to have some coffee and to be able to relax like that, uh, maybe they get to know each other in ways, but that's happening at your house. You know, maybe two doors up is meeting two doors down as they their paths cross. Yeah. Yeah. And don't be afraid to walk around with your kids. I think the most dangerous thing we can do today is let our kids just go. Parents walk around with them. You never right. know what neighbors you might meet. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know? And get to know your neighbors is not a bad thing, as Jesus did tell us to go and make disciples, not go and stay in the air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah. yeah. Have a little, uh, I, there's just a couple things I've been sitting here thinking about. If your neighborhood allows it, you, you put one of those little uh, uh, fire pits yeah. in the driveway. Uh-huh. And, you know, as they come through, you give mom and dad a s'more as they come by. Whoa. No, I'm You want to really get nuts? Yeah. Well, okay. Hot dogs. Oh, there you go. Grill them up a hot dog. Put in here some ketchup and mustard over there on the thing. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, now mom and dad have a snack while they're walking the kids around. The kids are getting sugared up. They don't care. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean I have to eat a hot dog? I, I'd rather have my Reese's How cup. can I carry that in this? What, yeah. what are you talking about? Right. You know, real opportunity. And I know some people will pass out tracks at Halloween. I still don't know how I feel about that. Uh-huh. I, I'm... I right. understand that we want to evangelize. I right. understand we want to get non-traditional opportunities to share the gospel. Right. Um, I, I can kind of see that as long as it's not one of those things that's a thick book. Right. Something simple, like I know Child Evangelism Fellowship has the wordless book. Uh-huh. You know, something along that line that you can maybe even rubber band around a full-size candy bar. Yeah. 
And that there's another one that she mentions here. Okay. Be the one in your neighborhood that everybody wants to go to that house. Well, uh, yeah. Everybody else is giving out bite sizes of this, and you're giving out the full-size double Snickers. Right. As long as you can afford that, that's yeah, a great... You, that's a valid point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, give out the full-size bag of Skittles. Oh, yeah. Then you'll begin to build a reputation. Right. And that you will be visited. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Yeah. And be prepared for that. I guess the, what really bothers me, as I, as I mentioned earlier about Halloween, is... That the theme of evil, you know, when you think about some of the designs or the of the costumes and yard this and that, you know, they're, they're not happy people usually that are in, in there. Uh, you know, you don't see so, like a, a blow up of Red Skelton or somebody there. <laughs> Nobody listening tonight other than you and me knows well, who Red Skelton that's was. That's right. Whoops, I went back into our Which history. is a crying shame because yeah. Brad Skelton was an amazing entertainer. How about if we said Chevy Chase then? There we go. Okay, yeah. we're getting closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got another 20 years we can catch up <laughs> we on here. We caught up there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and this last thing here, Tom, I think is the first thing to start with. Here's your Christian duh moment of the of the show. Be prayerful. Yeah. Bathe this thing in prayer first because God may have you ordained to do something this Halloween. Right. That might be outside your normal comfort zone or box. Right. You know, and maybe you're, you are the one that puts out hot apple cider. Right. And, it, you know, the parents walk by and go, huh, next year I might do that. Next, and you never know. The next, the next year you've got, you're doing hot chocolate, you're doing hot apple cider, you're doing coffee, and all of a sudden parents are talking to each other. Yeah, yeah. And we begin to relate in a way that could be very evangelistic. There's that big word. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to warm up some now. So, <laughs> so bathe it in prayer first. Definitely. And, you know, ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. Maybe it is, maybe you need to be the one to lead a trunk or treat at your church. Maybe you've never done that before. For sure. What a good possibility. Now, as an example, our church, if we had, did something for Halloween, it would we would have zero people I think show up because I, I have often said our church is a well kept secret in Mansfield. It's back set at the foothill of uh, by Route 13, and there's no houses next to right. it. Right, you don't have any neighborhood around you to draw kids in from. Right, yeah, you'd have to know what you're looking for to find. Right, us. so yeah. you all, you know, yours is better to go be involved somewhere else or right. with maybe team up with another church yeah yeah you know something along or maybe your church you know you're you meet at the small group the house of one of your small group leaders there we go now you're in the neighborhood yeah there you there go, go. And, yeah. and the church now instead of just one family leading it your whole church is involved there we go yeah and uh, you can have a lot of fun with this all right, all right so this has not been our typical time together where we you know we discuss a topic that leads to you know, people contacting Tom Russell to talk mm -hmm. to Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. Mm -hmm. But this does remind me that there are some families where even doing anything for Halloween, the family situation, the home situation just isn't good. Right. And the idea of sitting out and being hospitable with your neighbors just, well, let's just say the reputation isn't that good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but maybe you're thinking, you know, I need to be able to do that. And how can I maybe become a better version of me? to be able to be that parent 
right to be that neighbor and sitting down and having a conversation maybe with tom can help you do that how can they have a conversation with you i can be reached at heritage christian counseling ministries.com and before we head out today if there is a topic that you would like tom and i to discuss especially something related maybe to christmas or or struggles in the holidays please just let us know email me directly scott at risefmohio.com and thanks for listening to the session thank you for joining us for this session you can listen to previous episodes on the podcast network at risefmohio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find out more about Tom Russell at heritagechristiancounselingministries.com.